Why cybersecurity? And what should you do to protect yourself and your business? Stay tuned. Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life and your business matter. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host and executive producer, Coach Rhea. Thank you again for being here. Just a quick intro, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching, training, and production company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our personal as well as professional life. On this show, we have experts that come in and share some helpful tips and suggestions with you. And you are welcome to contact them directly from the information we provide on the show page, or you can contact us at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. But before we start the show, I like to set my intention, as always. My intention of hosting and continue to do this show is to inspire change and transformation. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life and in your business so you can have the life that you desire and the successful business that you desire. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will get right into our amazing show for you guys. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archived, I do appreciate each one of you. So just a quick reminder, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air. So it's available for you to download, to listen to it again right here on this link. Or you can also go to iTunes in the podcast section and also listen there or download it as well as the Stitcher app. So if you have a Stitcher app for your smartphone, you can listen to the show, all the episodes available right there on the Stitcher app. Today, we are going to learn how to improve our security posture and more quickly to detect security threats before they occur. Your Life Now Radio Show would like to welcome Kai Feister, 
He's a cybersecurity expert, the president of Black Cypher Security. It's a cybersecurity company. Kai specializes in helping small to medium-sized business protect themselves from hackers, malware, inside threats, and physical theft. He holds numerous IT security certifications. He has written articles on cybersecurity for the New Jersey Law Journal, New Jersey Business Magazine, Burlington Regional Chamber of Commerce, and several online publications. So please help me welcome to the show, Kai Feister. Thank you so much for being here, Kai. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rhea. Yes, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, so the cyber world, right? It's a scary world. I know you and I chat recently about an instant that I was trying to figure out how to get myself out of it. But before we start talking about cybersecurity and before we start talking about some of the, the tips that you you like to share here on the air and how people can get a hold of you as well later after the show, um, let's start talking a little bit more about Kai and what get you interested in 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 security, um, in the cybersecurity. Let's take it, you know, let's start with that. Okay. Uh, I'd be more than happy to answer that question. Uh, when I was, I want to say, um, a little younger than 10 years old, I saw the movie, actually it was probably around 10 years old, I saw the movie War Games uh, with Matthew Broderick. Um, many you know, of your audience is probably aware of that show, I mean that movie, um, where you know, this, this uh, high school kid you know, is playing around with this computer and ends up um, you know, hacking into uh, you know, the U.S. government defense network. And um, <clears throat> there's, there's uh, other parts where you know, he hacks into uh, you know, phones and, and what have you. And it, it really just intrigued me. Um, around you know, college uh, age, I saw a movie called uh, Sneakers, and then there was a movie called Hackers. Um, mm. And those movies just, you know, really made me curious um, because they they showed the actors, um, you know, breaking into systems, you know, using these, you know, high-tech methods um, or using just everyday tools in a new way. And right. that really piqued my curiosity. Um, you know, is it really easy to just completely bypass, um, you know, these security mechanisms that banks put in place, that homeowners put in place, uh, that, you know, everyday people put in place, say, with their computers? That's very interesting because, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, one of the recent shows that actually I shared with you, um, oh, my God, now I forgot the name of it. I think it's a Netflix uh, series. Um Oh my God, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, how can I forget that? But you know, I mean, it's it's like really eye opening. But you know, to to realize like how much effort people can go, you know, to what extent to actually do harm or some do good, right? So what you do, you do the good part, right? But you know, it's just like it, it's. It's amazing. It just never, you know, um, stop amusing me, like why people take that energy and that time to actually try to corrupt somebody else's, you know, um, life, you know, whether right. it's their personal life or it's their business. It's just, ne- I, I, you know, that's what I, I work with, like, you know, the human behavior and psychology part of it. 
But, you know, what right. drives us to do that, you know, versus trying to be a bit more innovative and try to, you know, become like somebody like you who actually trying to help people, you know, be a little bit more aware about the, the you know, the cyber world and what they should do and not do to, you know, to protect themselves out there. But, you know, let me start by asking you this question. You know, you work with small to medium-sized businesses. What was the common challenge uh, when it comes to cybersecurity that you find, you know, kind of common threat between, you know, some of these businesses that you work with? Well, for one, uh, which is probably the most important uh, and biggest challenge, is getting business owners to understand that they will eventually be hit. Um and sometimes you can get hit and not even know it. Uh, and the reason for this is, you know, in the physical world, if someone steals your car or steals your laptop or your phone, um, mm-hmm. because it has, you know, an actual physical presence, uh, if you are deprived of it, you quickly notice that it's missing. With, <clears throat> with data, uh, data is not bound by the laws of physics. So, you know, it can be copied, it can be stolen, um, and the user still retains the original. And the copy is just as valuable as the original. So uh, if there is no type of intrusion detection system in place and logs aren't being kept, um, essentially an attacker can break into a company, siphon off data, um, continue siphoning off data until they're actually detected, which could be years. Um, you know, and the company is completely unaware. Uh, an example of that that everyone is familiar with is Target and Home Depot. Um, these are mm-hmm. huge national retail chains, and mm-hmm. it was discovered it was discovered through you know forensics, digital forensics, that uh, the attackers had been in the networks for close to a year, and wow. Target and Home Depot they didn't discover the breach on their own. The breach was brought to their attention by the Secret Service, who um, you know, was monitoring these credit card dump sites. So after, you know, like, you know, attackers go after different kinds of da- data, but, um, you know, the kind of data that was involved in these breaches was credit cards uh, right. information. So what happened is that, they, yeah. they, they, you know, they, collate all of these credit card numbers and then they go to these underground websites where they sell them for about a dollar a piece. And the Secret Service actually is one of the U.S. agencies that is responsible for enforcing uh, cybersecurity laws. So they do a lot of the monitoring of these websites and uh, they purchased a dump and then turned that dump over to the banks. And the banks analyzed those numbers and found that the common factor uh, was that they were all used at a Home Depot and, and Target. Oh, wow. And that's how they found out. So, I mean, obviously, the first thing is, like, really bringing awareness, you know, um, to the surface that the question is that, you know, there's a threat. It's not about, you know, if you could be targeted. It's when you're going to be targeted if you don't take something and, you know, put something uh, in place. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And, you know, if you are in a regulated industry such as healthcare or finance or even a non-regulated industry such as um, the legal profession, uh, you know, here you have attorneys that are dealing with really important uh, and confidential client information. And it's stored 
you know, generally on, uh, you know, their laptop, if it's, say, just a solo attorney, or it could be on, you know, a firm server, or it could, you know, be sitting in a, in a network drive where a lot of them will scan documents and then store them in a central location. If that network gets breached and you have, you know, scanned documents, you know, that's dealing, say, with uh, trade information, you know, let's say that a client is putting in a patent, um, you know, all of that information could potentially get exposed, you know, and, and, and um, stolen by the attacker. And, and what, you know, what, what kind of damage would that do to a firm if yeah. a person was, you know, filing a patent? or there was a merger and an acquisition and that information got into the wrong hands and it was traced back. Like, you know, if the document, um, you know, that was stolen had a company letterhead and then, you know, uh, the secret service gets, you know, their hands on that after, you know, they, they track the person down, you know, that would do a lot of damage to the integrity and reputation of that, uh, law firm. Now, you know, and some of the stuff could be reversible, like for some company who already had experienced some of these things and, and they really need to put something in place. I mean, it is, right? Can they try to, I mean, the damage is already done, but my question is, yeah. you know, you know, can you actually change your reputation, you know, your reputation online? And, no, you essentially can't. I mean, you know, really when it comes to your reputation, um, you know, the only thing that's going to do uh, to, you know, fix that is people forgetting about it. Um, but if it gets, I mean, look at Target. A lot of people stopped shopping there. So that was lost know. revenue for that time. I know, I know. You know, and some, pe- some people may never shop there again. So, and I personally, you know, I mean, I yeah, no, I know I'm 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 just thinking out loud because you know when uh, I think it was like last year when I was at Target and I don't shop there that often, but I was there and I was literally I went to the bank and pulled cash out for to shop, and then the lady she's like, well yeah, you can use the credit. I'm like, I don't think so, and she said, no no, we fixed the problem, but I'm sure I'm not the only one who felt that way. And that's a lost revenue, yeah. again, like you said, for Target. Yeah, and so is Home Depot. I mean, that's another place that, you know, I don't do much of a shopping there, so I have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. You know. And that, that's something is, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, getting your credit card number exposed uh, to a criminal is, is really low on the totem pole. It's, it's really just a, an inconvenience. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about data um, tied to people's identities, social security numbers, birthdays, right. driver's right. license number, address, uh, maiden name. This is data that follows you for the duration of your life. Um, right. and, and, you know, there are companies that do have that kind of information on you. If you were getting a divorce, uh, right. you know, or, or, or something. And you were, you know, had an attorney, he needed, you know, needed uh, bank account information. You know, all of this stuff uh, gets tied in. You have attorneys that deal with um, employee law, you know, so you have a lot of social security numbers or, or employment law rather. So, you know, there's, there's just a ton of data out there that we put in people's hands. Um, and we don't know how they are, you know, handling that information. We just basically have this trust. 
And a lot of companies just don't take the measures to secure that data that we're handing over to them because they, for one, they don't think that they're going to be a target. And two, um, their attitude is, oh, well, we have no evidence that we've been hacked in the past, so we think that we are safe. But, you know, that's like, that's like the same going back to Home Depot and Target. Mm-hmm. For almost a year, the entire Target Corporation was under the, the uh, illusion that they were safe. And all of the people that were shopping there had an erroneous belief that their credit card information was safe. And it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that's just the scariest uh, thing. I mean, I know this wasn't one of the questions that I I had in my mind to ask you, but, you know, it came to my mind with eFax. I don't know, you know, you know what eFax is, right? So I had Mm -hmm. an eFax that I was using for a long time. And, uh, um, like, literally it happens three times, and they just couldn't figure out exactly how that information came to me. I had information about patients that was sent to my EFAP with their info identity, their social security number, all their medical records. By accident. I personally freaked out. I literally freaked out. It's like, you know, there could be anybody, right? It could be my, myself, you know, it could be, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I didn't know what to do with it. Honestly, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, so I contact the, you know, because all of the person's information was on there. And it didn't even happen once. It happened twice. Um, I actually do, I, I got rid of it. I, I don't trust EFAX anymore. Um, I know there's some you know some companies you know that they say it's, it, they are okay, but if they got, I have no idea how that actually even happened. So I decided to contact you know where the SOX originally came from, and uh, they kept asking me. They said, "Well, no, you shouldn't have gotten it. And can you send us like your IP?" I'm like, "I'm not sending you my IP address. I'm not sending you anything about me." You made a mistake. I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, like your clients, your, the patient, that their information is, like, exposed out there, could be used, you know, by the wrong person, could be used, you know, uh, and, and do some damage to that person, you know, and, and they didn't really think about it that much. And I just thought, like, wow. And this is, like, with big hospitals and big, you know, organizations. And I'm thinking, like, what are they doing to actually secure your information there? Right. You know, my sister actually works uh, as a paralegal. And, um, you know, when she was working for uh, a personal injury attorney, she told me that the hospitals would fax over the wrong records on a regular basis. And, you know, if, if you look at it, you know, in your case, when someone is going to fax sensitive information, all they have to do is hit the wrong number on the on the keypad you know on on that number pad i mean you you have numbers that are close to each other you know when right. it meant to be a one instead they hit a zero you know so it it just it's really yeah. crazy because you know the fbi has stated that identity theft is you know for years now is is the fastest growing crime in the world and, you know, from that identity theft, people commit fraud. You know, so ultimately it's, it's you know, monetary. Um, and, you know, most people, you know, aren't liable in the long run. But it does hurt people. It interrupts their lives. I mean, sometimes, you know, if, if 
you know, uh, a criminal has, um, you know, opened up a line of credit or a credit card, you know, in your name and, you know, uh, runs up a balance. You have no idea about it. You you go to buy a new house and they do a title search and, and you know, they say, oh, you know, you've mm-hmm. got this maxed mm-hmm. out account, you know, right. and this is real. This this stuff does happen. This is, you know, I'm not making something up. Um, so it really the best That's- thing that people and and businesses can do is really be careful about the information that you release in the first place. That's exactly what you share, the sharing part. That's what's becoming so easy to share, right? So, I mean, uh, you know, you have to do it through a secure server. I, I, you know, I'm not really sure, I mean, how this information came through. I mean, my thinking, because it was an e-fax, I mean, was it scanned? It looked like it was scanned information, or whether, like you said, there's just a, a mistake of just dialing, you know, the wrong number, and it happened to be my fax, my e-fax number. You know, I, I don't know exactly, and I really, you know, the second time around when it happened, you know, it, it was a different different hospital, but it was also again, it was it was a medical record, and I'm like. Oh my God! Like, what's the odd? You know that you actually, you know, get like two you know, uh, and, and back-to-back from different places and having the same. And I, when I called them, I'm like, I said, you guys need to take your, you know, your, your stuff very seriously because that patient, if they know their information is out there, I don't think they will appreciate what you, you know, that, you know, some, some stranger, they looking at their information, they could be doing anything with it. You know what I mean? You know, so I, yeah. it, 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 to me, that was really disturbing because it's it just crazy. I mean, I know one of the other instances when we, you know, I, I sold real estate, but I know one time, first time we bought our house, I uh, um, were doing, you know, like you cried check and all the stuff. And I, um, when we do it, I said, oh, you have lived in Long Island. I'm like, I never, ever <laughs> even been to Long Island. You know, it's like not even, you know what I mean? It was another person, like was you know that that we we couldn't figure it out, but you know it would got straightened out. But I mean, some information it could be some some mistake, some whatever. So what I'm thinking here, like for the average person who's listening, you know, um, on a personal level here, is you really need to check your information more frequently and see if it's accurate. Do you agree with that? Just to make sure that everything is, is, is absolutely. Absolutely, and, and you know, some people even some people even go to the extreme of you know putting their credit profiles on freeze. Um, you know, if you're not using anything, you know, you, you have your house, you're well oh, you established. Oh yeah, yeah. You you can put your account on freeze, so if anyone tries to look at it, they they can't. And like how do not, you do that? Not even uh, share that information because I love to know that. <laughs> Yeah, because somehow with one, the way I found out about it actually was um, by accident. Um, I tried to look up my own, and they put a security freeze on it uh, for some reason. Um, And then I ended up having to talk to them, and they said, yeah, you know, this is, you know, the result of this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But, yeah, you can get a, you can put a freeze on it. That's interesting. I might look into that because I haven't been doing anything, so it would be nice to just kind of like, you know, not have to worry about it for a while. Um, and so you can reactivate it anytime, you know, if you want to or, yeah, you know. It, if, okay. Believe it or not, I, I just um, um, I just looked it up just to get the details, and it just says security freezes are designed to prevent a credit reporting agency from releasing your credit report without your consent. 
So once you have that freeze, you know, even like, you know, how like if you, um, you know, go to uh, get a, a, you know, a car that, you know, they run a credit check um, for, you know, they wouldn't be able to get it. Okay. Yeah, that's, see, that's, you know, I mean, again, it depends on what you do and what your situation, and I think it would make sense if, like, you're not having any activity done, and instead of have to keep worrying about, you know, your your identity and being, you know, compromised or anything, it would, well, I think it would be a good idea. I think I'm willing to look into it um, <laughs> for right now. Um, yeah, so that's really good. So, you know, let's, let's get a little deeper here on, 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 on this situation with hackers and stuff like that. I know, you know, some of the things that you, you know, you, you said, what, what are they after? Like, what the hackers are really after? And, and how, how do you know that you are a target? Like, what makes you a target? What makes you attractive for hackers? Okay, so first of all, what they're after, right? Mm-hmm. They're essentially after any data um, that can be monetized, right? So your identity information can be used to commit uh, identity fraud or open up uh, lines of credit, uh, get credit cards, um, and what have you. So ultimately, that's monetary. Uh, Let's say that it was, um, you know, some hacker group uh, sponsored by uh, a terrorist com- uh, country, um, mm. you know, or, or a company, you know, such as, you know, that's antagonistic to uh, the U.S. interests, such as Russia or, or China, uh, which, you know, the U.S. has blamed them for a number of attacks on, on the government's infrastructure and, and even our uh, U.S. corporations. Um, so, you know, what it's ultimately after is that, you know, depending on who it is, you're looking at trade secrets, you're looking at merger and acquisitions, uh, information. I mean, if you know that one company is going to buy out another, you know, you would purchase a bunch of stock or dump stock. Um, you know, so you have uh, medical records, which are used for medical fraud, getting prescriptions or being able to um, perform uh, uh, insurance fraud. So, you know, really wow. the, the uh, opportunities are, are, are limitless. Um, as far as what um, they will do. Um, I was recently told about something called synthetic identity fraud, Will, where they do not need... What is that? Uh-huh. They don't... They, apparently what they're doing is they don't need all of your identity information. They only need part of it. And then they just make up the rest. And so they can say, use your social security number, but... Uh, use a different birth date or they can use a different name, but somehow that social security number still ties in. So let's say that they got arrested and then your social security number is run, even though the fingerprints might not match and the picture may not match, the social security number is tied to an arrest record. So, you know, you have all of these um, different things that can cause problems for you down the line. Um, But, uh, like the movie your, your Identity original... Theft. <laughs> you remember the, have you seen that yeah. movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was like totally. She's a woman. He's a man. You know, common name. I guess whatever. She was yeah, going yeah, shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, because the name was what? The name was Sandy, right? Where it could be a, Sandy, a guy yeah, or a girl. Sandy, right. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly, right. But you know, um, the 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 thing is. You know, who you are and the 
and, and the way you, you get hit by a hacker um, varies, right? So if you're a company, if you're a J.P. Morgan, um, you know, if you're a target, right, that is going to be, no pun intended, a targeted attack, okay? So you're actually picking a target out, and you're saying, let's go investigate them. Let's go look for weaknesses, okay? And then you have what is called a non-targeted attack, right? So a non-targeted attack is where, let's say that they have this tool that searches the Internet websites for email addresses, right? So your, your website has your contact email address on it. In the, in the, it's, either visible, it's either visible to people that uh, uh, go to your site or it's hidden in the, in the code be, behind, you know, the scenes. And there's okay. tools that can crawl the entire Internet and extract the website, I mean, extract the email addresses. So these email addresses that then can be put into a, a master list. So let's say the attacker has like, you know, 100,000 email addresses that he's collated, uh, you know, off of that uh, crawling. Well, then they can craft this email and, um, you know, put some malware in it uh, in the form of an infected PDF or a Word document or word it in such a way like, hey, you've, you've won this gift card, click on this mm-hmm, link, know. Um, right. you know, to, to you know, uh, gain access to it. Um, and so what they do is they'll then launch that and send that email to those 100,000 people. Well, they don't necessarily know the person behind that email address. They don't necessarily know the owner because it could be an info, you know, at your, you know, company website.com. But there is eventually going to be a victim. So that's a non-targeted attack. So if, if let's just say one of those 100,000 people that received that email, click on that link, and the attack uh, is, say, um, uh, set up to open a reverse connection back to the attacker's machine. So the victim opens up this email, clicks on the link, and what that immediately does is it opens up a reverse connection back to the attacker. The attacker, through that reverse connection, has a lot of options. He or she can turn on your webcam and look at you, can turn on your microphone, Mm -hmm. can take Mm -hmm. screenshots so they can look Mm -hmm. at whatever you're looking at. Mm -hmm. They can launch a keystroke logger. So if you went to, you know, log into an email account or log into your online banking and that keystroke logger was active, then give him the option of dumping that keystroke logging buffer onto his or her computer, they would be able to see your login credentials, then take those login credentials and use them to log in. So these are a number of different things, you know, or or means of, of attacking you. It's so much information. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I I think, you know, like every time you think like, you know, you you put the right, you know, I mean, obviously, the the internet security, I mean, you know, we're talking about like, you know, small small businesses, they probably, you know, don't have the the infrastructure like a bigger companies like, you know, Home Depot and Targets and, you know, and so on and so forth. So they use like, you know, uh, um, not a very elaborate, you know, security 
um, you know, coverage, I guess. I don't know exactly how it works, but they always, you know, open themselves, obviously, to being, you know, vulnerable for, for attack. Um, and, and, you know, and they attack you from all different places. I mean, I, you know, I know I shared with you, you know, like LinkedIn. I mean, why, why would people mm-hmm. start, you know, going through, because they know this is a professional site, and, you know, like everybody Absolutely. deals, you know, with businesses, and they take it seriously, right? So, like, when I get a message from somebody, I investigate, right? So maybe I do want to connect with this person. Maybe I do want to have a relationship with this person. So my my uh, reason, and I'll share that on the air, and I, you know, you know about it. I accepted uh, uh, um, a connection request um, from somebody, and uh, my my mistake was there was no common connection between us. But you know, I was like opening my okay. So you know, I tell people connect with me, connect with me, connect with me. So here you are, you connected with me. And I did not realize that this lady who claimed to be who she was working for so this company sent me a long message after I accepted her connection to tell me that this company, you know, have a potential opportunity for me to work with them. And it it prompted my attention because of what was written in there. So, I mean, there's a way that people can get your attention. So she did get my attention. But, you know, but then... After she knew that I actually went to the website and checked out the website, and and uh, um, I did have a couple, you know, a couple, you know, time I told you because I have a lot of, you know, um, protection on my PC, I uh, couldn't open the site, very, you know, right away. And then, but I attempted to to open it because I wanted to to search them. I wanted, you know, so then I went to Google and I searched them that way, and I was able to open it that way versus direct link from from LinkedIn. The bottom line is. The minute I actually went and go ahead and send an email to their VP of, you know, of operation, I guess I couldn't remember, it was a Chinese company, and uh, um, that person disappeared off the LinkedIn. It no longer exists. So I found the message. I still have it. I actually made copies of everything, you know, just in case, and, I, you know, you advised me to contact, you know, LinkedIn about it, and I report it. But, you know, they go in and out. They go in and out, and I think these activities and with the social media uh, being so everywhere, right? So we got so many different ways to communicate with people this, this, these days. We open it ourselves. We are very vulnerable for attacks. I mean, I think this is this is what's so scary. It's like you don't know, like, you know, you're in business to run your business. You're not in business, and that's why they need professionals like yourself, Right. Because you're not in the business to try to watch out for every single person who's trying to get into the door, you know, from the back door, actually. Not the front door, the back door, right? So they can spy on you or they can try to, you know, um, insert virus or whatever it is. But what do we do? Like, what is an average, I'm a small, I'm a small business owner, you know? And, and you know what? I do things and I always try to protect myself and I always, I'm very conscious of, you know, of who I accept email, you know, like the emails that I receive, I don't open attachment if unless I know the person and I trust the source and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, like you said, that one out of thousand, they might open that. But what do you, what do you, what do you tell, you know, what do you tell somebody who's, you know, small business owner or even, you know, people who are, uh, you know, just an average person? What, 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 they should, what should they do? Don't use the Internet. <laughs> no. Oh, well, um, see, this is this, this is what's so scary because you know we live and breathe the internet, right? I don't know what we do if correct. we don't have the internet. We, it's crazy. Um. Okay, so 
I mean, this is a this is an excellent question, um, and it's a very very important question um, for everyone that uses the internet to ask. Um, you know, the the fact of the matter is, uh, the internet brings people um, close together. You know, in the flash of an eye. You know, it um, we we can FaceTime with someone across the world. You know, and right. uh, we can remote into another computer from across the globe, um, you know, and carry out actions on those computers. I mean, the internet is a fantastic invention. Um, you know, and, and president Obama said recently that the internet is, is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And, you know, that necessity has the entire world, you know, at its knees. Um, so what's important to understand is that, there are malicious people out there and they are growing every day. You know, 20 years ago, um, the type of information and the type of skill set you, you needed to have to break into a computer was very esoteric. It, it was known only to a small group of people. Um, and, and the hacker crowd and the, and the malicious crowd was very small, mm. but, with the advent of the internet and, and YouTube and, you know, all of these uh, forums, um, all of these tools that, you know, would take someone maybe five, 10 years, you know, to, de to develop are now readily available for a middle school kid to download for free. So, you know, you can watch a YouTube video, a five minute YouTube video that will teach you, you know, how to pick locks, um, how to, you know, break oh, into crazy? servers. Um, yeah. the, and, and this is just available for anyone. This, this is information that was guarded like by the CIA, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And now it's in any, you know, anyone can gain access to it if they know how to search Google the right way. So, you so know, that information, is another thing. What I'm hearing from you, I'm sorry I interrupt you, but I just wrote this down. So really, I mean, it's really about monitoring information, though, is being exchanged on the Internet, too. What, what kind of information? Monitoring the information, the information that's being shared. Well, I see, mean, that's, this, this, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's, it's like, you know, it's not necessarily the information, but it's the intent of the person that has access to the information. Like a lot of people are like, you know, how can there be an ethical hacker? Well, an ethical hacker is, you know, someone that's similar to a locksmith. Okay. A locksmith can get into people's homes, probably bypass burglar alarm systems, but they don't do that for a living. They wait for people to get locked out or people that have suffered a burglary and want to learn how to stop it from happening in the future. Um, you know, people like myself, the whole goal is, you know, that we're trained to use the tools and have the mindset of the attacker, right. To see things through mm -hmm. their mindset mm -hmm. and then right, turn right, around exactly. and right. And to turn around and say, look, you have a vulnerability here. You know, you may not, suffer a vulnerability in five years, but do you want to be in a vulnerable state when an attacker lays their eyes on you? And, and that's what it's ultimately about. You may have a business, you may have no issues for five years, 
but don't mm-hmm. let that turn around and lead you into believing that you are safe. Right. Crazy. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of eye opening things that you're saying and and and, and uh I'm gonna poke your brain a little bit more, but we're gonna take a short break and uh sure. give you a minute here to, to uh grab water or something if you like. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Thank you. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. about the new things we are working on to make your life now radio show the place where you can learn and share your message with the world for more detail on how you and all your business can participate and get involved schedule a free call with coach Ria at meetme.so forward slash coach Ria and I'll be more than happy to share with you how we can help you and your business by sharing you, your business, and your message with the world, whether your world is local or global. We have great solutions and ideas for you. For more information, contact us at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Kotria. Thanks again for being here. We are talking about cybersecurity today. Why cybersecurity and what should you do to protect yourself and your business? And with me in the studio is Kai Feister. He's a cybersecurity expert, the president of Black Cypher Security. It's a cybersecurity company, and he specializes in helping small to medium-sized business protect themselves from hackers, malware, inside threats, and physical stuff. Thanks again for being here, Kai. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ray. So, you know, a lot of information. I really do appreciate you being here and sharing some of the stuff that I'm learning. I like this is what's so cool about, you know, hosting the show because every time I'm, you know, I'm learning something new and I'm sharing it and this is what it's right. all about. So, you know, before the break, we talked about, you know, what hackers are after. Um, you talked about some of the things, you know, um, how you, you mentioned how sometimes they use the email through your email. They can, you know, they can do that. And, and uh, um, uh, you also need, said, you know, like you need to really understand that, you know, most of the you know, people, including small businesses and medium-sized businesses, actually any businesses of any size, they could be vulnerable to attack. And they really need to know, what, you know, if they are target and they should probably most likely put something in place before that happened. I always, I'm a big believer of, of you know, uh, prevention, you know, don't fix it, you know, till a break, kind of wherever. No, just make sure that you have something in place so you are not falling victim. And, and unfortunately, with the information being shared so much, and I know we talked about, like, you know, on YouTube, you said, you know, there's tons of videos out there shows you how to. I call it the University of YouTube. Actually, I've learned a lot of things on YouTube, you know, honestly. Like, I learned, like, you know, using softwares or whatever, like, I, you know, that I use. I've learned it on YouTube. But what I mentioned, you know, before, I mean, you know, we put so much stuff in, in place, and, 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 you know, the market is getting, you know, you buy the latest gadget of security, whatever. You buy, you know, you do this and you do that and you install it and you think you're all taken care of, your server you know, it's secure, you're, everything that we have, I have a server here, we have it secured. You know, I mean, I, the, the thing is, the information that is out there, 
Uh, so let me put it out blank, like straight out. Okay. We know that guns don't kill people. If people kill people, right? But if there okay. is no gun, they they cannot use it to kill somebody, right? So that's my philosophy. So yes, I'm you know I oppose to like you know we shouldn't all have you know people should not be armed. Let's put it that way because in the wrong hand, you know it's it's a it's a it's a weapon. And it's the same thing with information. Information is very very powerful. So my whole thinking is like why there is nothing in place to monitor the information that being shared on the internet, like YouTube. That is like, you know, one of the largest sites that people go to for, you know, Google and YouTube is one company, right? So they Google it, they find a video, it takes them to YouTube, they go to YouTube, they learn how to. So why is there like nobody, you know, say, okay, you got to take that down. You cannot be talking about this. Because, why is because, this? Yeah, it's, go ahead. because it's not a crime. Freedom of speech. And there's, some, okay. and there's something called the First Amendment. Now, First Amendment. you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if you sit around and you Google you know, uh, child pornography, or you 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 uh, you Google how to poison the president, or you know, if you Google certain things, if, yes, you know, you can believe that the feds are going to knock on your door. Um, right. You know, but at this at this point, um, you know, watching instructional videos, um, you know, on how to pick locks or, or what have you is not a crime. Um, you know, I would imagine that, you know, certain things may be monitored. Maybe they want to see who actually, I, I don't have any doubt that if you watch certain videos, uh, that words, you're being monitored. Whatever. Yeah. Certain, certain words. Absolutely. Um, but you know, it doesn't mean you're, you know, it's a crime and, you know, back to your analogy with guns. Um, you know, if people don't have guns, they're going to use something else, Let's you know, go. You can you can use a credit card to perform a burglary. So to me, it's not necessarily the means; it's the intention. And until right. you know, until we have things in place where it doesn't pay off to hack, people are going to do it. As lo- as long as people can benefit from the action, they're going to do it. Um, you know, ultimately, with with our data we have to understand that the only thing that we have true control over is what we put out there. Um, and, and unfortunately it's like, you know, if we're business owners, we have to put information out there, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we, we can't, we can't have a business operating out of a shed in the woods. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't work like that, you know? So, you know, one, one of the That's- things that, that hackers are are going after nowadays are web servers, right? So, you know, if a business has a website and they have, you know, uh, an e-commerce function or they have a back-end database, you know, they're going after those kinds of things because the owners of those businesses actually want you to know and want you to visit the website. Trying to find Coach Rea's email server out of all of the millions and millions of internet connected devices would be quite difficult, right. you know, but going after, you know, uh, someone's, you know, personal website that they're putting out there and advertising, you know, on the internet and in social media, you know, um, that is going to garner more of an attack. 
You know, we sell on, I mean, you know, you know and I know, right, the SEL, Search Engine Optimizer. Everybody wants to be on that mm. first page of Google. But then at what call? You know, like, I mean, sometimes, I mean, honestly, I, I, I love, you know, being, you know, out there and, and, and my name is, you know, getting out there and, you know, and so on and so forth. But in the same time, I feel so, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel, like, naked, you know? Like, I feel like, you know, somebody is, like, you know what I mean? Like, anybody, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, is that weird? Like, to think, like, you know, you, you, you work so hard to try to make a name for yourself, and I continue to do that. And I, turn, you know, you, you, you build credentials, and you build your business, and, and, and you do all the stuff to help other people and all the stuff. And, and you get somebody on the other side is trying to, like, okay, let me try to do something with this to hurt this person, you know, let's say. Yeah, it's, you know, the go ahead. The thing is, is, you know, there's a balance, right? Like, you know, we, we, ha- we can't live our lives looking over our shoulder every second of the day, right? No one wants to live like that, and it's no way to live. But at the same time, we can't, you know, just walk around with our, our heads, you know, buried in the proverbial sand. So, you know, we have to, you know, strike a middle ground a compromise. Um, so, you know, where we have to put our minds is, okay, I'm doing this and we just have to kind of, you know, pay attention to what we're doing, what we're saying on social media, what we're putting out there about our lives. Um, and we also have to take steps to be careful, right? Like for instance, if you're walking down the street in the middle of the city, um, you know, at 12 noon, your likelihood of being a victim of a crime are maybe 50-50. But mm-hmm. if you're walking down, you know, a dark alley at 2 o'clock in the morning, you increase your chances of being a victim mm-hmm. of a crime because you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation. And we have to kind of interact with the Internet in the same way. You know, are we going to reputable websites? Are, are we just clicking on the links in any email that someone sends to us? Or are we, in turn, you know, when we get an email that we don't recognize, are we just getting rid of it and deleting it? So it's like, okay, you get this email, it's suspicious, you get a bad feeling, yet you click on the link anyway, or you click oh, on the yeah. attachment. That's, that's, <laughs> risky, that's risky behavior. So right. now you're, you're increasing the chances of, you know, a, a breach of some kind, Right. On the other hand, if you just visit reputable websites, you go to, you know, CNN, you know, you only go to, you know, Twitter or LinkedIn, and you use your your computer for business purposes. But if you have valuable client information on your computer and, you know, you're you're going to a a porn site or, you know, you're going to some, you know, strange shopping site, you know, you Googled, you know, some fancy shoes and, and, you know, some website comes up and it's not a reputable like an Amazon or an eBay or, right, you know, right. something like that. It's, it's, it's some, you know, nondescript site and you enter your credit card information in there. You're just asking for trouble. So, you know, again, our behavior plays a big part. And in security, there's a triad. And when the, when the triad is being addressed correctly – the likelihood of a breach is very small. It's people, technology, and processes. So if one of these is not in place, it compromises the entire system. 
So if you have good cybersecurity technology, but uh, it's not configured correctly, that's a problem with your process. If it's configured correctly and you have a good technology, but you turn it off because it makes your computer slow, mm -hmm. then now you've compromised the system. So if you have people making the right decision, if you have the right technology in place and it's configured the right way, you significantly, drastically reduce uh, your likelihood of having a breach of some sort. That's that's a that's a great uh, um, tips actually. I'm like writing down as I'm you know I'm 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 talking with you uh, because I mean a lot of time you know I mean like I I know but see this is one of the things I always you know like have to put it out there and I'm not attacking anybody here um, in a sense but you know with social media like you said right so even companies everybody use social media right companies you know people you know individuals whatever for whatever purpose. And yes, you do watch your posts, and you know I'm 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 very you know uh, deliberate about my posting, what kind of posting I do, you know. Every now and then, like you know, I'm human. This is my life, you know. I might share something that is very general about me, nothing too personal about me, you know. But you keep it very, you know, uh, um, discreet. You know, it's like you don't want to be so out there, right? Especially when you're sharing it with the world, with the public. You don't know who's listening. So anyway, or who's on the other side, and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. You need to not only not worry about what you do only, you got to worry about what the other side is doing, what's going on behind that, your, your computer, your Mac, or whatever it is that you use, your phone, whatever it is that you're doing all this information sharing online. And, you know, unfortunately, there's so many people, um, I know like Facebook, a couple of times, there was some, you know, there was some couple instant where there was some, uh, um, links that actually it happened to me it probably I want to say over two years ago where I clicked on somebody's link but it was somebody linked it somebody had posted it on there and it was actually uh, mm -hmm. um, a virus on Facebook yep. and it was just, this is somebody yep. that I in my contacts not like somebody randomly I just clicked on it it was funny video whatever I couldn't remember what it was it sent it to every single person in my connection. And I have like over 3,000 connections on Facebook. So all of yep. them got my list. Mm -hmm. I mean, all yep. everybody who, you know, you know, so they said, you know, your, your, your account was hacked. But I didn't know that. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to literally, I had to close, open, you know, I could do so many different things to, to, to get myself back, you know, and, and uh, um, so I'm not, you know, my account is not viable and I had to send, you know, a message and telling people, you know, my account was hacked. You know, if you ever see this, maybe you need to check and change your password and all the stuff on your account. Yes. But these things are happening all the time, and they still do exist to happen. And, again, I'm, like, my thinking is, like, why we don't have, like, something in place to kind of, you know, monitor. Like, you know, Facebook, they take ads. They don't really, you know, it's all about the money. They're making the money, you know, to other places, not just Facebook. I'm not attacking Facebook by all means. I love, you know, how Facebook brings us closer, like you said, you know, a lot of the things make us, makes the world a lot smaller and that's something to be grateful for, honestly. But in the same time comes at a price. And if you're not aware of it, you could be a victim. That's all I'm saying. So why can they be, you know, more responsible about like, you know, the people who put an ad there. And so when you're clicking on it, you see, you know, like on a panel, side panel, I don't know, LinkedIn doesn't have that. 
Um, I actually have really? it all closed up with grocery um, that I have. If you follow on pain, <laughs> like, you know, like a lot of the site doesn't show up, doesn't show ad on my on my PC. I have it done that way. But like Facebook, they have ads. And, you know, people tend to click. They see something that grabs their attention. How do you know that this is nothing, you know, going to harm your, 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 your computer or get a virus or whatever out of it? But, you know, do they even put anything in place to make sure that people don't, you know, their intention is wrong? And I guess they can, they can control that, right? I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. They, they can to an extent, but understand this. Um, a lot of antivirus and most antivirus um, technologies work based off of signatures. And there are a ton of tools out there that allow an individual to craft undetectable malware. So, you know, and this is one of the reasons why it's really important to constantly keep your um, antivirus signatures up to date because attackers can craft malware um, and encrypt it and encode it in so many different ways that it will completely bypass an antivirus scanner. Um, so even if, you know, a company is taking steps to, to you know, detect malware, if the attacker is, is hell-bent on, uh, you know, launching some malware attack against that target, chances are it's going to succeed. That's why you have to have uh, defense in depth a number mm -hmm. of different um, technologies in place. So uh, that's where we're going to wrap it up with, the, with you know, I mean, obviously I can go on with you and I don't, I can't believe we really went into an hour into the show. Can you believe that? The time went really fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can leave us with a few tips that, you know, um, people, you know, general, like personal people yeah. can, uh, um, start using and, and start following, hopefully, you know, that would help them, or small business, small business owners or medium-sized businesses that they can actually take away from the, from listening to you today as tips. Absolutely. So I'm going to go Thank back you. to the triad of people, places, and things. I mean, uh, people, technologies, and processes. So with people, we need to be aware that there are malicious individuals out there. And the attacks, for the most part, are coming in two forms. They're either coming through a malicious link, right? So someone will send a link in an email or a message or, you know, through SMS even to your phone. And will say, you know, it'll use something that plays on your emotions. It will be fear. It will be curiosity. It will be love. It, they'll play on your emotion to try to get you mm -hmm. to click on, on a link. Or... Mm -hmm it will be in an, an attachment, a zip file, um, a RAR file. It will be a document, a, a PowerPoint, um, a PDF, right? With this language that it's, it's trying to lure you. So the language is always pay attention to the language because they're trying to convince you through the words, okay? Um, so if you are just cautious and you're like, I'm not expecting this package, I'm not clicking on this, uh, and you just discard it, uh, you're a lot safer. Um, you know, break-ins to servers that happen remotely is not really going to affect the majority of people. Um, processes. Again, it's all about your behavior. If you're, you know, going to reputable websites, um, 
if you are, you know, not engaging in, you know, crazy behavior by, you know, clicking on anything, um, installing software, you know, that doesn't come from a reputable company. Uh, sometimes there'll be these websites and they'll pop up, you know, as you're, you know, browsing the web and it'll say, oh, you know, you've, uh, you know, got an outdated thing in your browser, install this. Uh, completely avoid that stuff. If it hijacks your browser, just ho hold your power button down and, and shut the machine down and reboot. Um, and technology is very, very important. So, you know, anti-spyware, um, anti-virus, you know, and, and browser, you know, so some security software comes with browser protection because a lot of websites um, that are holding malicious content will do what's called a drive-by download. So as you, as you visit the website, what it does is it scans your browser looking for a vulnerability. And if you have like, you know, an outdated version of Adobe Flash Player, uh, Java, or Adobe Reader, or what have you, um, that can turn around and lead to a compromise of your machine. Recommendations, if you do not need to have Adobe Flash Player or Java on your computer, uninstall it. That's a, a very, very uh, big attack vector. That, yeah, I heard that before because for the longest time, I know Java, they have some problem with their, um, with their uh, you know, with their Hackers. software. And they kept sending, yeah. Why is it so easy to do it through Java, though? Like, what would, you know makes it so, you know, I mean, because a lot of us, it's, like, it's, a lot of the, the stuff, you need, you need Java to read, you know, certain things or whatever, or to open certain things. Correct. And what some people do, and what I do, is I have a Windows machine on a virtual, uh, or a Windows operating system on a virtual machine. So whenever I have to do that kind of stuff, I do it in a virtual machine, so it won't affect the actual host um, okay. computer. The other thing, if people can't afford it, I do recommend getting uh, Apple products. You know, a Macintosh, uh, iPhone versus Android and Windows. Um, they're much more secure. Yeah, I heard that before, um, and and that's you know that's you know so. Uh, so let me ask you this quick question. I know we're wrapping it up, and you know, I apologize for sure. keeping you longer than the, than the, than the hour. But you know, as we're talking, things questions keep coming popping up. Um, is it no true, like for Window? Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, so, for in Window um, operating system PC, is it really true if you have more than, like for instance, right now I have Window 10. I used to have Window um, 8. Now I have Window 10. Now Window comes up comes with you know um, antivirus, you know uh, internet security and all the stuff and. You can, you know, you can make sure the updates, you know, you can schedule it to do an automatic update every single day. But is it really mm -hmm. true if you have more than one security, you know, internet security, it can actually do the reverse? <laughs> like, we shouldn't have well, multiple... No, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, like, because, you know, like one one time what I did, I uh, didn't realize that, you know, that my Windows 8, when, you know, the first time when I got Windows 8, I didn't realize it had, window had protection, right? Window protection and they do, you know, scan and they do all the stuff and I, it was automatic updates and all these things. I went, I went to install um, internet security, uh, what is it, the, the common one. Um, Microsoft Security Essentials? It's a, yeah, one of them. And actually, you know, I, I was told that that's not a good thing because if you have too no, much. not at all. 
Not at all. Well, that's, it's, that's a it's, it's not what it what it's about is um, antivirus software. Um, if you have more than one on the computer, sometimes it flags the other antivirus's behavior, right? Because mm. like an antivirus program will be looking and doing certain things, you know, in order to investigate files and processes, et cetera, on the computer. So then another antivirus program will see what that one, the other antivirus program is doing and flag it as suspicious. Right. So, I mean, that, that used to be the case. I'm not, so sure it is now, but there are a lot of products being, um, you know, developed now that will run besides uh, your current antivirus. An example is uh, WebRoot uh, Secure Anywhere it is a cloud-based antivirus, uh, an anti-malware scanner, and it can run alongside, you know, your Norton or your, you know, McAfee or your Kaspersky um, antivirus product. Uh, with without causing any problems whatsoever. So, okay, so that's a mess. Then. <laughs> you know, so sometimes there, there's there's a concept called you know uh, the law of diminishing returns, and okay. you know that it, it it's like you know insulation, you know for your house, you put in a certain amount of insulation, but if you put in too much, it will actually have the reverse effect, right? So you know the security can be the same way at times where, you know, if you have one security product doing one thing, if you have double that, it's not necessarily going to help you. What you need is defense in depth, which, you know, you, you know you'll have an antivirus, you know, that is uh, scanning for malware, um, you know, in the system, and then you'll have another tool that will be defending your browser. You'll have, say, you know, an intrusion detection system. So if something tries to remotely attack uh, your computer, you know, from the backside through the network, uh, it will detect that. So, you, you know, the more technologies that do different things, you know, is better, right? So right. let's say that you might have, you might have a window and door sensor for your home alarm, right? But then you might have motion sensors inside the house. Right. You see, so you're, you're not, de- you're not just depending on the exterior defense if they do somehow manage to bypass the exterior defense you still have something on the inside to detect the attack so do you recommend so people like do anti you know uh, um uh, internet security and then malware also security separate or is it like i know some of them they don't really well, you know you you can get you can get suites you know that will cover um you know, the whole gamut, right? So you can get like, say, you can get like Norton or Kaspersky internet security or small business security, right? So it will have, you know, a browser protection. It will have, you know, uh, antivirus, um, you know, we'll have like, you know, intrusion detection. It will offer encryption and, you know, and what have you. So I, I actually, after I got hacked a couple, oh, that'd be like three, four years ago, actually one of my friends who's an IT, so, you know, um, but anyway, so he helped me like, you know, re-restore some of my information that I lost. And, and uh, one of the things that we, uh, um, that I put in there is the uh, malware bytes, 
anti-malware, um, mm-hmm. yep. you know, program. And, and I love it. I actually, I like, you know, I it, it, I do scan more often, but I'm, you know, that was my problem. It wasn't like, you know, a, a virus. It was like really, imbe- they couldn't even find it. The guy at Nurton, they couldn't even find where the virus was, where is the malware, you know. So we, they really had to go a lot deeper, and then they realized, like, oh, my God, somebody really needed to hack it into your system for whatever reason, and I couldn't figure it out why at that time. And uh, But, not, you know, luckily nothing, you know, um, no information was compromised or anything like that. Kai, I, oh, my God, I'm going to go back and listen to, to the show, my own show, <laughs> because you shared so much information. I really do appreciate you taking the time to, to be here on the show and, and share all these great helpful tips and information, and we can have one on for longer. But uh, can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want to know, you know, if they want to bring you as a speaker to teach or, you know, to tell them more or to hire you as a security expert? Absolutely. Um, you know, and first let me say it was my pleasure to uh, be on the show, and I'm glad that uh, you. you found it informative. Um, yeah, so my website is www.black, as in the color, and then cipher, which is C-I-P-H-E-R, and then that's .com. Um, there's a, a contact form, you know, on the Contact Us page that will go directly to my email. Um, that's, you know, and the phone number is there as well. So people can contact me that way. Um, you know, and again, if anyone has any, you know, just general questions, I mean, I, there's no pressure, you know, to buy or, you know, have any contracts with me. If you have any questions, feel free to call me. Yes. Yes. You are great at that. You really are great at that. So that's, that's something that we really, we need to, uh, um, make sure that people know that Kai is a, is a, is a great giver guy, you know, like, you know, so he will teach you something and obviously, you know, you can make your decision based on what's going on, um, you know, to go forward and, and, and hire him or, you know, whatever it takes. But I think, you know, I, I, there's no, you know, it's not a brainer. I mean, you, you really very, you know, very expert at what you do. And uh, um, the information that you shared, you know, very valuable information. And I hope a lot of people got a lot of good stuff out of it and uh, brought awareness, you know. And, I, you know, again, I, I really emphasize on the prevention part. And that's why, you know, hiring an expert in, 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 in that area, it really pays for it. I, honestly, that's the way I look at it. You know, we try to do things ourselves and, uh, um, and then, you know, we find out the hard way, you know, that we should probably have somebody take care of this because this is not what we do for a living. You know, I mean, we, you know, whatever business you are in or whatever, you know, your your personal life, you know, realize what you do in your daily in your daily life, and and you know, is it worth it? You know, what kind of information could be out there that can hurt, you know, hurt, you know, hurt you or hurt your business? So make sure you put something in place. Make sure you have the right protection. Make sure you have the prevention you know, put in place so you're not, you don't fall victim. Kai, have an amazing, wonderful day, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you. You're, you are most welcome, Ray, and I will talk to you soon, and thank you once again for this uh, amazing opportunity. My pleasure. My pleasure. We'll have to bring you back on the show again. Thank you again. Take care. All right. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that includes our show for today, and I hope you guys got a lot of uh, um, helpful information and tips here from Kai. 
I know I did, so I do encourage you to re-listen to the show. And remember, you know, go to iTunes and subscribe there. Support our show, you know, um, listen, share, and uh, tell people, you know, like we'd love to hear from you if you are an expert or someone who really likes to share their message and they have a powerful message that's going to help somebody out there, whether in, in their life or in their business, we'd love to hear from you. So here's how you can get a hold of us for now. And until next time, take care. Much love. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.